hard times or when the textile workers around this country are out of work. They got four or five kids and can't pay their wages. Talk about your songs. Talk about John 316. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. He's got a puke. A little bit of the bubbly. Welcome. This is the Go Home Show. It's our first episode. I'm Jordan. I'm here with my friend Nick. Hey, what's going on, guys? This is going to be a brand new wrestling podcast. Talk about everything in the world of wrestling, current, past, everything in between. So uh, I've known Nick for how long? I don't even know how long. Shoot, we've known each other for a couple of years. I'd say it's probably longer than I think. Um, I first remember I met you going, going to shows, going to hardcore shows and stuff in the scene and uh but i know that we became closer friends because of our love for wrestling the yeah, reason that sure. we're doing this so um it's gotta be at least yeah it's like been some years four years three years at like least that. bro like a nice college <laughs> exactly a college of friendship well how'd you get into wrestling uh when i was real young like i mean probably three or four uh i started watching just the reruns and written VHSs from the video store, old WrestleManias. My parents and my aunt and uncle used to take me to um, Northwest Indiana. There's a college out here called Valparaiso University, and, they, and the WWF used to come through on their little house shows, which are, yeah. as you, you already know that, but unaired uh, wrestling shows. So I remember that was like my earliest memories. And I used to have the wrestling buddies, the Hulk Hogan, the Ultimate Warrior, all that stuff. <laughs> I had um, the sting. <laughs> yeah, see? Yep. And that was probably 89, 90. Um, and then we didn't get cable for a long time because I grew up on a farm, but we didn't get cable for a long time. So I was usually watching VHSs and stuff like that. So once I start, once the 90s came, late mid to late 90s, wrestling became cool. That was Attitude Era. Yep. Then we got cable. So it was on after that. And then around, I'd say probably 2006, 2005, I just stopped watching because all the people that I loved had already gone, all the wrestlers I was interested in. And I was graduating high school and other interests. So I didn't get back into wrestling until WrestleMania 30. Okay. Um, which is a great WrestleMania to get back. Oh, yeah. For watching sure. again for sure. But, and now I'm still up to date now. And it's, Probably better than it ever has been before. Yeah, I love it right now. I've been a fan as long as I can remember. My dad used to take me and my brother to indie shows. Uh, AAW out here, they're still going. There's a place called PCW back in the day. They used to have, okay. like, their big show of the year was called Dream Night. And they would always have a big ex-WWE wrestler, nice. D- WCW. Okay. I remember I met Kurt Angle there. Nice. Uh, Matt Hardy was there right after he was released because of the Edge and Lita thing. Gotcha. He yep. came right in the middle of that, and I remember vividly the <laughs> the. What year was uh, that? Ed- that was like uh, that was the version one Matt Hardy. Yeah. Or that was pre version one. That's uh, it's somewhere around there. Okay. I, just, I just know it was in the middle of he got released because of all the stuff between the Edge and Lita thing. Gotcha. And I remember the vividly the. Edge screwed Matt. Edge screwed Matt. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And then, I yeah, um, Shimmer, Ring of Honor, all those. And then, of course, like WWE. Mm-hmm. I used to go to all the events back then and 
I've stayed a fan pretty religiously, I'd say, through the whole time. And you're not a sellout like me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess for a little bit I was more casual, not as into it as I always was, but right now I'm like probably the most hardcore of a fan I have been in a while. It's the best time to be a wrestling fan right now, like I said. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Who would you say as of right now and I guess all time would be your favorite wrestlers? Um, well, everybody's Mount Rushmore. That's what everybody always talks about is your yeah, Mount Rushmore. Sure. I think the Mount Rushmore of greatest of all time is different than everybody else's Mount Rushmore of my personal favorite of all time. I always say that, yeah, there's a difference between favorite and greatest for sure. Agreed. Because I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to admit that some of them I wouldn't want to admit, but they do deserve a Mount Rushmore. But yeah, for me sure. personally, my favorite of all time, uh, growing up especially, was obviously Stone Cold. Yep. His promos, just the what hasn't been said already. Uh, Mick Foley for what he's done and what he's given to this business and is pretty much his life. Rob Van Dam, who I think is really slept on. I know he's kind of on the tail end of his career right now. He's an impact yeah. and – but when I first started watching ECW, I remember that was shit that I had never seen before. I was like blown away by Rob Van Dam, and then him, him and Sabu used to Sabu, oh and God. then him and oh yeah, and pretty much any match that he was in. And then there was that that intro with ECW, and it was just him bouncing off the top rope, doing a front flip halfway into the crowd, just like, <laughs> yeah. and it looked like he was just laying on the concrete. But you know, Bam Bam was there, and then of course Ric Flair just because it's Ric Flair, you know. It's hard to beat. And then modern day, you know, there's a lot now, especially now, uh, but Kenny Omega, I love Kenny. Chris Jericho is doing some of the best stuff he's ever done. That goes without saying. I don't understand how he's still so good. He's so good. Wrestling, promo, just everything. AJ Styles is probably, I don't know, half the reason I watch anything WWE that's not NXT. Yeah. Nick Gage, who we both fucking love. MDK all day. MDK all day. He's a modern-day New Jack, and just he's just a really nice guy to talk to. He's really down-to-earth, too, outside of his in-ring uh, shenanigans. But And then you got Cody Rhodes. Yep. Cody's – everything he does, everything touches his gold is just great. And then Kenta and Naito. That's a, that's a good list. We definitely got some people on there that – are the same i'd say all time for me jericho because he recently just made my all-time list because of his current stuff because like oh yeah, i loved yeah. him back in the day but the fact that he's had what 25 years now of him being just not only a great wrestler but like his character work and his promos he's hilarious Absolutely. always been hilarious him foley obviously he's a legend gave his literally gave his whole life away almost for yeah this business on several occasions then flair right 16 times 16 like, times what else can you say <laughs> right and that's just what they're counting in wwe right isn't exactly, that, isn't exactly. That what they always say? yeah and then eddie guerrero is just I, I i can't even imagine what his career would have been if he didn't die when he did oh like, yeah especially now if Jericho's as good as he is now, imagine Eddie. Absolutely. Crazy. So it was sad that he went when he did, too. Yeah, for sure. I actually just found a um, with a tribute shirt from when he died. <laughs> Rare. 
yeah, <laughs> 15 <laughs> years old now. <laughs> damn. It's crazy. I remember but, hearing um, that when he died on the bus, on the school bus, I remember some kid telling yep. me that. Like, it was just like, I thought the kid was just messing with me. I'm like, there's no way that he's dead. There's no way. And then I went home and it was like a Raw or SmackDown. They did that tribute thing. Yeah. It's official. Rough. Real rough. But um, current day, I'd say Jericho's still up there for Absolutely. me. Yep. Okada, he's a perfect wrestler. Like, yep. perfect wrestler. Nick Gage, also on your list. He's just mm-hmm. the best. <laughs> like, Obviously not the, the most technical wrestler, but he's just right, right. <laughs> energy. I feel like that's a good word to describe him because when he walks into the building, it's just contagious. And you can tell he really loves genuinely being there and he, he hypes. It goes both ways. It's a two-way street as far as hype. You know? Yeah, for sure. And when we met him at a StarCast, he was cool. He's just super cool. <laughs> and I know I'm sure you were just as nervous as I was. He'd be like, uh, uh, Mr. Gage. <laughs> <laughs> You never, yeah, you never know. He turned around and was like, oh, what's up, guys? What's up, what's up, what's up? We yeah. talked to him for like five minutes. He was cool. Yeah, he was so cool. Then uh, Will Ospreay, he's just probably, I think he might be the best wrestler pound for pound on the planet right now. That's, Especially now that he's moving into the, definitely. moving into the heavyweight division. He's bulking up and he's just, it's ridiculous what he can do. Absolutely. And then Cody too, he's just, I don't think there's an, a wrestler out right now that can get a crowd as invested into what oh, he's yeah. talking about than Cody right now. Right. He's just that match with him and Dustin at double or nothing was like, I've never was- had, had a match that I didn't care about at all going into it. Right. Had me like on the edge of the seat by the end of it, like that one. And I mean, I don't think this is a bad thing, but I think it was both of theirs best match. Of yeah, all time. Dustin, I've, he was on, I forget what podcast he was on, but he recently did an interview and he said that was his favorite moment of his career. Like oh, his sure. career has been, what, 40 years? Right, right. He's so up there. That's saying something. Yeah. Well, we talked about favorite wrestlers. What do you think? Favorite matches all time recently? Anything about, like, okay. when you hear favorite matches, what comes to your head? Um, well, right away, uh, one of my favorite matches of all time is Savage Steamboat from WrestleMania three. I know that's on most people's list, yeah. but just growing up, renting the VHS about a tw- about two hundred times uh, to watch that match, and of course, that's that's not even the main event. It was Andre Hogan. Yeah. That was when Hogan body slam. You know that Hogan body slam Andre, but it, that match still holds up to this day. If you go back and watch at WrestleMania three, oh yeah, for sure, Steamboat. Savage classic, and then the pace of that, absolutely. And I, I saw interview, I read interviews and saw, watched videos, and apparently, like Savage was just pounding it into Steamboat into his head, like, here's what we got to do, like, <laughs> we got to do this, we got to do, it. or it's more, you know, all right, um, yeah, we gotta go over the match again and again, yeah. <laughs> so that match for sure, Terry Funk versus Sandman versus Stevie Richards, barely legal. 97 this is ecw this was their first pay-per-view on paper uh, on uh cable i'm sorry is that where um, um funk did the moonsault off the ladder yes <laughs> so this was good a, this was a number one contendership match for raven who was the champion so whoever won the triple threat match went on to fight raven yeah, right yeah, after yeah, yeah and of course you know terry funk wins and he goes on to beat raven upset and 
if you've seen the ECW One Night Stand DVD, you know that the cameras cut out. The power went out right after he won. There's a celebration. It was. It's insane. It's a, such a great backstory. Um, and then of course, I'm sure this is on your list too. A little bit more modern day Tyler Bate versus Pete Dunne at NXT Takeover Chicago. Yep, we were both there. <laughs> Probably the best match I've ever seen. If not, it's got to be top three. If not, the best match I've ever seen live. It was, it was just insane. It was hard hitting. It was, it was, it was just off the charts. It was fucking awesome. Yeah, that um, was on my list too. Besides the UK tournament that happened before that, I really mm-hmm. didn't know much about either of those two. I didn't and either. Yeah. That match had me. I don't even know how to describe how I felt after that match. I was shocked because for two guys who I was moderately like, I knew who they, who they were, but for them to come out and have one of the best matches I've ever seen live was amazing. Right. And we were both there, and they had Jim Ross, of course, commentate <laughs> yep. the match. They, I'm sure they both knew what they were working with, too. So, um, And then this one's probably not, I mean, not on a lot of people's list, but for me growing up, it was uh, Brock Lesnar versus The Big Show, and this was at SmackDown. It was just a regular one-off, uh, I don't know if it was a title match or not or anything like that, but it was what everybody remembers is Big Show and Lesnar, Lesnar superplexing the Big Show off the top rope oh, yeah. and the ring post giving out and breaking. And I remember when I was in shit, sixth, seventh grade, I literally called my best friend at the time and we were freaking out. Both of, <laughs> It was just a memory that I always have and it just, that match meant a lot to me. And to find out years later, obviously, when I was younger, I didn't put it together, but growing up, once I saw them do, going back and see that they did it again, over and over, knowing yeah. that was yeah, knowing that was obviously fake, I was like bummed for sure. But what about you? I'd say, well, that Tyler Bate Pete Dunn match is for sure on my list because it's just one of. The, I think it might be like in the end of everything, going to be one of the best matches on pay per view ever, in right. my opinion. That might people might look, people might be doing a podcast twenty years from now and talk about that like it's WrestleMania three steamboat. Yeah. Center. I I wouldn't be surprised because it was it's worth <laughs> it that. had everything. Uh, Eddie and Ray from Halloween Havoc, that beautiful, amazing match. To I think, not to discredit anything else they've done, but I think that's still one of the best, like two of the one of the best matches either of those two have ever had. Yeah, I would say it's one of the best matches in WCW. I think. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, this one might not be on a lot of people's uh, lists, but RVD and Cena from One Night Stand. Beautiful. I fucking oh god. <laughs> I love that match. <laughs> I've heard that I think that there were chants and signs at that show that are still going on to this that people are copying to this day. Oh yeah. Cena wins, we riot. That's it, where that shit started. And that wasn't was a joke. They were they were they for were sure for gonna real. riot. <laughs> they were for real. That I think just like the investment of the crowd in that match, plus how it was a great match. Like it really was, yeah. That was one because I was what year was that? Two thousand six. I mean, two thousand six. But uh, was that when they were already they already had the ECW version of WWE going on, or is that? I believe so because that wasn't the first one night stand. It was the second one. Yes, correct. Because that two thousand six they did. I think a, De- a a December to remember dismember dismember yeah, interview, and that was fucking awful. Yep. Yeah, that had like. I don't. I don't even want to talk about that. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah that I remember. I was if it was 2006, I was like 11, 10 years old at the time, and I just remember that match being like hooked in it because I wanted right. RVD to win too. Oh, 100. 
Yeah, that match, Sami Zayn versus Nakamura. Oh, dude, was that at? What was that at? Was that, that in was, Chicago? I know it was one one of Nakamura's, if not Nakamura's, first match on NXT. Okay, and gotcha. it was that was the first time I ever heard the Fight Forever chance right. because they tore the house down. That oh, match. Is, okay, I know what you're talking about from that chant. I, definitely, I definitely would recommend going back and watching that. And then uh, Okada versus Shibata. Oh, Shibata. Dude, he's <laughs> – I miss Shibata. I wish he could. Yeah, same. When he came back at Wrestle Kingdom this past year. No, it was um, – Was that, was was that last at, year? Uh, no, it was Dominion. Dominion, you're right. And he, he, wait, no. Yeah, he came out at Dominion, I think, with Kenta. Okay, that's right. That's right, yep. And then there was another pay-per-view where he came out because Kenta turned. Because Kenta turned, yeah. And he did the drop kick, and I lost my mind. <laughs> yeah. I think everybody lost their mind because they thought that he was really coming back. And was that, like, that was such a tease. Yep. They knew what they were doing, though. That was, it worked because it got the excitement up, and Kenta was the most hated man <laughs> right. in Japan. Especially then. And then we think – uh, Okada and Omega, it's hard for me to pick which one – Right is my favorite. I think the second one would be my favorite. Maybe yeah. it, I, those two just had amazing chemistry. Like yeah, they did. I mean, what was that? That was. I mean, it was always a, the talked about thing is the six star six star man. Yeah, but, but those two just can do no wrong. Honestly, especially at that time, they yeah. were. That was. I think that era is one of the best eras in new japan 100 percent. when those two were had their feud it was just magic yeah and they were both super over at the time you know you oh had yeah for sure bullet club was the hottest thing on the planet yep 100 percent. well we talked about favorite matches favorite wrestlers what about favorite shows that you've attended we've been like, to a lot together so yep yeah most of most of the shows that i that I've been to that I like hold dearest to my heart. You were there too. And we were either with each other or we were just somewhere else in the building, but, but talking uh, to each other while the show was going on. (laughs) Each other hundred percent. And for me, it's probably NXT take over Chicago, obviously one and two. Oh yeah. And that was obviously the Pete Dunn. Tyler Bate match was there. That was uh seeing Kenta for the first of course he was uh, Hideo Itami then that was Kenta Bobby Roode for the belt right yep yeah. mm-hmm. and we all know Kenta deserved better than what he got of course yeah it's unfortunately um it's so crazy to go back and look at a lot of these matches and a lot of these pay-per-views and you're just like holy shit like I was there and yeah was, man. I think about that I all the time like that and I was there t-shirt it's not like a t-shirt <laughs> it's just insane it's I saw the I can do like that's as a wrestling fan, to tell your kids or your grandkids or, or just anybody, like, oh, yeah, I've seen that guy wrestling. It's like, what? It's like, it's yeah, so crazy. it's crazy. And um, also, All In. So before AEW was AEW, they did All In, which was proved to everybody, obviously, the internet, you know. Dave Meltzer. All the critics that they could – exactly, that they could do that, they could sell out an arena. And we were both there as well. It was, it was amazing. It was – history in the making and then they went on to do all out the next year which also sold out i think did it yeah sell out? I, I think so it seemed like it sold out <laughs> it was a great show regardless yeah 
And then also for me, I don't know if this is on your list, but Revolu- AEW Revolution. Oh yeah, which was the last pay per view they had at Chicago in Chicago. It was February, and I think. I believe you're right. Yeah, it was probably the last pay per view they ha- they had. Yeah, for sure. Since then, but probably the best tag team match I've ever seen live was there. <laughs> Dude, that, it was, I was Kenny Omega it. and and Hangman Page against um who, was, who had the belts? No. Kenny and Page had the belts, and then the yeah, Bucks. yeah, Kenny Page had the belts against the Young Bucks. I'm sorry, yeah. and it was just—I mean, the guy in front of me who was drunk, of course, but he was crying at how good it was. He's a grown <laughs> man, so I mean, God bless him. But it was just insane. It was such a good match. It was off the charts. There were so many callbacks in that match too. Yes, they were the, doing Marty. They did, you know, all kind of shit. The Bucks hit the Golden Trigger, Kenny's and uh, Kota Bushi's tag team finisher, and he kicked out a one, and I. So much, fan, so much fan service, and it was just off the people it was were amazing. Just, and my girlfriend was there, and she's not a big wrestling fan either, but she likes it enough to go. And she was just, she thought it was amazing as well. And then going back to All Out, which we were both at, the AAW in Chicago the night before All Out <laughs> was fucking so much fun. I had so much fun at that show, and it was. It was uh, uh, LAX before they were proud and powerful. Yep, Chris they wrestled. Ray F- they wrestled, and before they actually, I believe, all out was where they debuted. Yep, they wrestled the Lucha Brothers, and it was that was so much fun. That I remember. Well, I remember a little bit, but you were probably you probably remember bits and pieces for sure. <laughs> I have a video of um, I think it's Santana and Phoenix, and the way that that venue set up is there's a stage behind the first like four rows of chairs and we were second row. So we're turned around and Phoenix and Santana are on that stage and Phoenix or Penta, whoever it was just chops the hell out of Santana. And And they were coming through the crowd and they were just doing all kinds of crazy shit and it was just fun. And Dave Meltzer was there too, I believe. Oh yeah, he was. I remember that. He was up in the, uh, up in the stands like a coward, but, and then, (laughs) But yeah, so that's that's probably my list. What about you? That that show was actually really fun. Now that she's mentioned it, I remember. I didn't Chris Stag go against Sammy Callahan at that show. I think I think so. I think that was the main event, wasn't it? Maybe no. I uh, no main event was the end of that tournament because it was Josh Alexander versus uh Kingston. That's right. That's right. Yep. Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Kingston is right. one of the most underrated wrestlers on the planet. 100%. I don't know how that man doesn't have a major contract. Doesn't make sense to me, but that's unrelated. <laughs> <laughs> but all in and all out are for sure on my list too. There, all in is probably the best show I've ever been to in my life because really? just like the environment in that room was nothing like any other show I've ever been to. It was just history in the making, and you could just you could like, feel yeah right right. It's cheesy to say, but you really could feel like. This was something spe- like something special. Like I sound like a promo for it, but yeah. <laughs> and just the moment of seeing Okada walk out in the Okada Dollars Fall was like magic. And I have one of those. I have it actually. I have two of those in like a you little. dollars. Yeah, I have, I have like a little like. Hell yes. I have all my autographs in like a little book, and I have those in there. They got their own page because that that moment was crazy. And Okada. that's nuts to think about too. Like I said, like. I never would have thought I'd ever see Okada anywhere yeah. when we saw him live. That, that all in, all out 
Revolution specifically for that tag match too. That yes, I can't say enough about that tag match. Take over Chicago, obviously, because at the end of that is when Champa turned heel on Johnny, and yep. I that was the crowd was heated. <laughs> they were. I think people saw it coming, but most people did not see it coming. I think. Like I think they saw it coming, but didn't think they would actually pull the trigger on it. Right, and, and then wasn't the following year, uh, the like that payoff to that match to that uh, turn? Because we were there, yeah. And I remember seeing, you know, they had the uh, uh, Chicago Street fight. Yep, yep, yep. That match was like a whole year buildup. That's that's. It is, it's still going now. Right. <laughs> well, I guess it, it just had the, what do they call it? Triple H had to come down and literally say, this is the side of the corner. This is it. It's done. <laughs> yeah, that rivalry is great, though. Those two. Oh, yeah. They had great chemistry. Um, there's a random SmackDown from, I couldn't tell you what year it was because I was young. But mm. all I remember is, I don't remember the angle. I don't remember anything else. But I remember they had Paul, Paul, uh, Paul Bear. In a glass case, and they started pouring got, cement. I know what you're talking it. about. It was the Dudley. Bro- it was the Dudley boys. Was it? It was the Dudley boys, and they said, "I remember this. I remember this. You were there." I'm. O- I <laughs> unless I have a really vivid memory through the TV. They, I'm, I don't I'm pretty re- sure I was there. I wouldn't be able to tell you what city it was. So you're probably right. You probably were there. I'm not saying you weren't, but like that's crazy that you were there. But I remember this because they put Paul Bear in a case, you know, in a uh, in a. Uh, you know, four by four room like cage thing, yeah, exactly. And the the Dudleys were threatening to pour concrete in there and fill them and and fill, you know, steal them in concrete. And it was the Undertaker, obviously, yeah. And they were telling him they needed that he needed to join the Dudley Boys, or he was gonna they were gonna finish off Paul Bear. And the, so and then, I remember, yeah, he was like, oh yeah, do it. All right, cool. Yeah. So that, <laughs> no, that was the thing. He's like, no, not Paul. You know, I don't want Paul to rest in peace. So the Dudleys come down, they wrestle, they fight. Undertaker wins, gets the better hand. Then he goes and Paul bears, yes, thank you, Undertaker, for saving me. And Taker just says, oh, hell. No, I don't know why he's so cold, but he's like, nope. And he flipped the switch. I'm sure you can, you know, fill in the rest. And then the cement pours in. <laughs> I thought. Paul Bear shoot dive. <laughs> I thought it was game over for my man Paul. He's dead, brother. <laughs> He's got to go home, brother. He's rest in peace for real. Yeah, that was crazy. That's nuts. <laughs> and then there's. You were there. I, I really hope I'm not making that up that I was no, there. No, no, no. Because I know. I genuinely remember. Like, I vividly remember that being there. But I also was really young. So maybe I just was. <laughs> You in your mind, you're like, I'm there. it's like I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But uh, also, Warrior Wrestling, it's a indie out of Chicago. They do, um, they do like, I guess they showcase shows where they have people from all over every company. And they had a show where they had Minoru Suzuki, Will Ospreay, Amazing Red, Rocky Romero, I think An Mick Foley was at up. yeah, but oh wait, was that Kurt Angle or was at that one? They all blend together. I think Kurt Angle was at that one actually. Yeah. I think you're right. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. But I just the moment seeing Suzuki come out and hearing getting to do the Kazeina, insane uh, because crazy seeing him and I used to go back and watch his. I mean, obviously when I was older, I used to go back and watch his. 
uh, MMA, MMA stuff in Japan. Yeah. And do the pancreas. Uh, pancreas. Yeah, yeah. And he was beating the fuck. Him and Ken Shamrock beating the fuck out of yep. each other. It was nuts. He's you actually got me to go back and watch some of that because you told oh, me about that. Stiff. Yeah, and I think that would probably be. Yeah, that'd probably be my favorite shows that I've been to. Yeah. And it's awesome that we've been to a lot of them together. 100%. Chicago's a hell of a city for for wrestling. Yeah, AEW's already basically said that we're going to get at least two shows a year. So yeah. they said yeah. All Out's going to be in Chicago every year and then the uh, Dynamite before Thanksgiving every year. So Yep. We deserve it. We do. <laughs> <laughs> um. As moving on, did you hear about that, uh, I guess, what would be the right word to say, the whistleblower <laughs> from mm-hmm. WWE? No, no. Oh, yeah, the, this this is like, this is news or current news. Yeah. And some whistleblower named John talking, named John, quote unquote. Yeah. <laughs> um, talking about that they didn't want to work or they weren't, tra- What are you, you know better than me. What is, what's going what, on? With- from what I heard, it was just like, Someone called into one of the agencies over there, and he was a WWE employee. He said his name was John. <laughs> right. John. <laughs> right. And uh, I guess he was saying that they were being forced to work, and he was afraid to go to HR for, like, he was gonna, afraid he was going to lose his job. Right, right. And I, I saw a statement WWE made, and they just said that that's not true, and they could work or stay home and there would be no benefit or I guess consequence, right. but uh, I but don't know about know that. Yeah. They, they, go, they come out and say that. Of course they're going to say that. Yeah. It's a safe face. And I'm sure there's a legal, ob, you know, obligation there. But if you're a top guy like Roman Reigns is, yeah. and to his credit as he should, he decided to not wrestle at WrestleMania for fear of his health because of yeah. his condition, obviously. And if you're not a top guy like that, and history has shown that, look at Triple H. Not a lot of people knew about the curtain call and that he got punished for that afterwards. Yeah. I'm sure he knew he was getting punished for it. For sure. It's a little bit different because this is an actual health issue. Life this is typical this is honestly life or death. So I mean it's not wrong to think that you might get fired if you choose not to wrestle. And yeah, I think it's just like the what do they call it? that shows out in the Middle East, uh, tribute to the troops. Yeah. How mm-hmm. I used to hear that they would have the choice to go or not, but I'm pretty sure it was RVD that told yep. me that he wasn't going one year and he got yeah. like severely punished. Yeah. He kept, Vince kept telling him, I'll see you over there, pal. Goddamn. And, <laughs> and Rob was like, okay, well, I'm not going. I already told you I'm not going. And he said, he kept repeating it. Like, uh, I'm not going to go over there. So, and yeah, like you said, he got punished for it, you know, in their own way, quote unquote. Punished. Yeah. So I think it's a situation like that. It's crazy that it's just crazy times. I don't know. It's crazy times, definitely. And it's hard to not think that you're going to get punished, especially after all the people that got, got let go just recently. <laughs> exactly. As of April 24th, this is what? When was this released? Uh, about a week ago when they re- released all these people. We'll get into that later. Yeah. I think. Yeah, it was about a week ago now. That's yep. no, it had it was Tuesday last week, I think, because they were still waiting to re- release the names for NXT people because NXT was about to happen. So it had That's to be right. last mm-hmm. week Tuesday. Okay, uh, it's crazy, but 
I guess speaking of Tuesday going into Wednesday, today's Friday. A few days ago, we had AEW Dynamite. Absolutely. The best night of the week for wrestling is Wednesday. Oh, for sure. And I think, honestly, Dynamite this week was probably one of the better shows they've had since they've had no crowd. Yes. And they've been killing it. They've been on top. I don't know about ratings. Maybe you know better than me, but I know they were ahead in ratings as far as Wednesday night. Yeah. But AEW's been killing it with the no crowd. They just know how to work it. They know how to. For sure. They do have some of the people there in the like in the crowd, quote unquote. Yeah. Making a little bit of noise, but they're doing the they're doing the best with what they got for sure. Yeah, and I think this week they really stepped it up because, well, I guess we'll just go into it. Mm-hmm. They had that really cool Cody intro started it off. The he was in, I, I'm pretty sure it was a green screen, but he was in right, front. Right. Of, he had the the gaming seat with the Nightmare Family logo. Mm-hmm. They had like the three screens, and he was giving his little promo talking about the tournament. And it was a really cool way to start the show. Yeah. And I think the last few weeks they've been doing the Jake the Snake in like promos to start, but I think the Cody thing was perfect to start the show because he's yes. the face of the company, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And he's and, a king. He's a king Midas, and everything he does, pretty much everything he touches, turns to gold. And yeah, the promo he can talk them into the building, he can talk people into keep watching, and you your best foot forward, especially when you're fighting to or survive to even have a show. Period. Yeah, for and sure. Yeah, like you said, he had the, the computer screen set up, like he was, in, you know, I don't know, uh, the Matrix in the Matrix or something. <laughs> exactly. But he, he pulled it off, and it was a great promo too. Like you said. He had that one line. He said, uh, is it really future endeavors if you don't even endeavor? And I was like, oh. Right. oh. <laughs> Put it on a shirt. <laughs> he says so many things that can go on a shirt. It's ridiculous. 100%. He said, uh, am I really... Oh, I forget. Something. He said something about like, did I just break the throne because I was too too afraid to sit in it? And I was like, oh man, this man's dropping lines. <laughs> right. He's cutting. He's getting deep. He's getting emotional. But yeah, that that was a good start to it. And then they started off. I'm pretty sure the first match was the Darby and Sammy G. Yes. And I just wanted to point out that Jericho, Chris Jericho has been on commentary these past couple weeks. And of course, Tony Schiavone. Yeah. And those two together is the best commentary in Ski-mo. wrestling. Yeah. He's got all these. <laughs> Jericho's funny, but he's serious when he needs to be. Um, Schiavone plays into it a little bit, but he's still just Tony Schiavone. He's, you can't say anything bad about him. And yeah. They're just the best commentary right now. It's that classic Vince and uh, Savage, Vince and um, Heenan, Heenan, anybody, any of them. But it's that it's that heel commentator and the babyface commentator. You know, yeah. it's great. But, and Jericho's yeah. just he. It's ridiculous how well he could flip the switch and go from being the heel commentator to being like an analyst of the match. Yes, because he'll be like. Oh, that was a great move. Oh, blah, 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 blah. It'd have been better if I did it, but like, blah, blah, blah. right. He, and then he, he, like Jesse Ventura. That's what I was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Ventura, what the fuck? But yeah, just puts himself over when he, you know, but he doesn't do too much. It's great. But you're right. It started, the first match was Sam, uh, Sammy Guevara and Darby Allen. And this was, this wasn't uh, part of the TNT. Was this part of the TNT? Yeah, it was. It was. Okay. And Sammy comes in, he's got, that first opening vignette, he's got a good promo. He talks, talks about, you know, he goes back, talk about beating Darby Allen at, Revol- Darby Allen at Revolution. Darby beat him, actually. 
Oh, Darby, Darby beating him. Yeah. Which, oh, we were there at Revolution. See, it was a great match. And Darby Allen coming out, he just has that – has a vibe of just – you can just tell he's over even without a crowd. It's ridiculous. Yeah, he's – I think he – the way I think of those two – so for AEW, I think they have – to make comparisons to the biggest stars of yesteryear, whatever you want to say. Yeah. I think – Hangman Page and MJF mm-hmm. are Rock and Austin. Really? And then Darby and Sammy G can be like a Ray and Eddie or a Eddie Kurt Angle or whatever. Like any like yes. the big stars. Like Well, they're mid card, but they're 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 obviously the future of Exactly, exactly. Wrestling. You can tell saying. that those those four right there are gonna be like the tent poles for this company going yeah. forward. I would definitely agree. But yeah, Darby came out and Sammy G just jumped on him immediately, did a dive, and the match didn't even start yet. He was throwing him into the guardrail. He did that. He had him on the ladder with that nasty ladder spot. He put the bridge over the – he bridged the ladder from the apron to the guardrails that they have. And, of course, Jericho, you know, it's like, why do they have guardrails? There's no people there. And then Jericho chimes in with the, well, this is why they have – this is why we have guardrails, so he could do this type of stuff. (laughs) He said, "You could so you could build this apparatus." <laughs> Classic, but yeah, they man, they had a hard bump on that ladder. Ladder had no give because when he kind of splashed Darby, you know, Sammy jumps off the top rope, he splashes Darby onto the ladder, and it looked like from what I saw, I mean, go back, but it looked like when he hit it and he splashed it, Sammy smashed his head against the ladder on the yeah. way down. <laughs> yeah, and I think they expected the ladder to like cave in but no it just no give stiff yep <laughs> and I, at first i was worried Sammy G was gonna do like a 6 30 like right. he did that to, to the table at um revolution and i revolution, was like yep. the way that set up it was looking really scary for a 6 30 but yeah. sammy's kind of crazy so yeah that match was awesome they did the the last sequence of that match where sammy g went for the um that burning hammer knee he does which is yep. nasty every time he does it but, oh yeah but uh darby caught the knee and then did like the what's he called the last supper the like leg hook he's like the sharpshooter into a pin type thing he does yes yes i know what you mean that sequence was smooth. smooth definitely and then they both bled the hard way it seemed yeah. like uh, <laughs> yeah for it, sure was it, it was just stiff uh it was this honestly to me i think this was like pay-per-view level um pay-per-view level match in my opinion i think i think anytime those two are in the ring together it's going to be pay-per-view level. I don't think they can have a bad match. I would agree. I think it's going to be one of those things like, what's a good comparison? Like a, like a Cena Orton where it's a rivalry that's going to go over 10 years. Like, yes. It's going to be something where these two are going to be facing each other at all out in 20, 2030. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then, of course, Darby gets the win, and this is just me, but I don't think Darby needs a belt. I think I, he needs the win, obviously. I mean, either one of them kind of got the win, but yeah. I don't think the belt needs to go to Darby. I think he's over. Without I think he's – exactly, yeah. without the belt. I think he's great, and I think he's great without the belt, but that's just me. I think – I guess we'll talk about it at the end because there's another t- tournament match, but I, I have some predictions for the way the tournament's going to go. Yeah. But uh, after that, they had the, the Matt Hardy promo – Mm-hmm. And that, that was, I think, him doing the 
I guess the split personality thing where, you, where yes. he goes between Damascus and then like shoot Matt Hardy. I think yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> a really cool take on that because I don't know though. I think the Damascus character is kind of hard to get for the broader audience. I'm into agree. it, but like, Oh man, I don't even want to tell you. I'm so <laughs> in, I love it so much, but we both come from, an era, I guess, of watch of wrestling fans where there were still characters. Yeah, for sure. You, know, you got you don't have really have characters anymore. That's why I love the broken character because he's yeah. just a character, you know. But I love it. I love I love everything about it. It can do no wrong to me. And it's just been great. Every like everything they've had on TV with him doing it so far has been awesome. Mm-hmm. But I get what you're trying to say. Where he's he's trying to dial it back a little bit with the, with the TV crowd. Is like I don't know. I don't know yeah, if it was jumping right back. Into it. Yeah. <laughs> I think he like he was going full broken at first yeah. and then he goes he's like, "Well, I think I understand. You don't you don't you can't comprehend my broken brilliance." So he's like, "Yeah, I'll dumb it down for you and I'll go to real man Hardy." <laughs> it was it was good. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, he's classic. And then uh yeah, I guess that was just him telling Jericho that he's going to eat his soul or something crazy yeah, like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hope they do like a, I hope they do something on a compound with him in the inner circle. Oh, he mentioned, he mentioned it in the promo. I think something about, do, or no, yeah, he, he wanted, he invited, I invited Sammy Guevara, Samuel Guevara or Christopher, the ass of holes. <laughs> yeah. The, he said for the, uh, the elite deletion. <laughs> <laughs> And of course, he's got all the—he's got the dilapidated boat in the back. He's got the mower of lawns. And he's just chomping on nothing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Breaking his teeth. I'm surprised yeah. he didn't chip the teeth. Every time he does that, I love. I'm like, oh yeah, it's so great. <laughs> and then after that, they had that Kenny match against um something Ang- Angels. Angels, Angels yeah. yeah. That that dude's actually pretty good. He was. That's not bad. He 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 got worked. <laughs> I'll yeah, say that much. Oh, he. What did you What did you think of the match? Do you remember? Would you Did you remember? I think it was pretty good for a, a enhancement match, squash match, whatever you want to call it. I think it was fun. Like, I think it was more of Kenny playing with his food, but right, it was because right. he hit him with a V trigger and then did get kicked out, and Kenny got up and started laughing at him. So I was yeah, like, yeah, Kenny had that that uh, attitude about him in a little bit, and he killed him with the last V trigger. He, yeah, he did. I don't know if you saw, they posted it on Twitter or somewhere in slow motion, and he killed him. He connected it. hard with it. It was, yeah, yeah, I believe it. What'd you think about it? Well, I thought Angels looked like Stu Grayson from Dark Order. I thought they I looked he, identical. I think he looked like uh, Bryce Remsburg the Rough. <laughs> See, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know what you're talking about, yeah. And um, I think it should have been more of a squash match. I thought I think it should have. Kenny should have got he should have got the win quicker. I think, and I understand that maybe that this might be just they're working with what they got, maybe type yeah. of thing. But I think Kenny should. He's, I mean, Kenny Omega is the biggest. It still should be a main event guy. He should I'm, I mean he shouldn't be just give me the belt and that's it, brother. But. He should just be top guy in this company. Like he yeah, was, you I, know what I'm saying? He, he I think they're getting that. there. I, th- I think so too, yeah. I think if this whole COVID situation didn't happen, I mm-hmm. think the end of that Hangman-Kenny tag title run would be ending 
at uh, Double or Nothing coming up. Yeah. But now I'm not too sure. Or even I would have, I would have been fine with a run in at the end, you know, with a feud pushing a feud. Yeah, that's, or, yeah. And the other thing is, I don't, I got nothing against this. Uh, this uh, Alan Angels, he's he's great too. He he put on a, he wrestled better than I could have. I'll give him that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I rather them had somebody else up, somebody from Dark, somebody that they would have had on AW Dark or something. Yeah. Out there, putting over Kenny, obviously doing the job for Kenny and. I don't know if this is a guy that they're trying to build up and push maybe down the line. I'm pretty sure he's a guy from uh, QT Marshall school, which is well QT and Cody, the nightmare factory. And I think that's where they were filming. So I think oh, that might be okay. the tie in because him, uh, I know what's her name. Uh, something J Anna J that they Anna signed. J. She's part, she trained at that, the nightmare factory too. Also. Okay. So maybe they are just working with what they got nearby, yeah. and, and that's fine too. And I, like I said, but obviously Kenny Omega gets the win. I just felt like he should have got it quicker. I feel that. Then after that, they had the uh, Scorpio Sky promo mm-hmm. video thing, and I thought that was great. Great, I think love Scorpio Sky. I don't know how plausible this is, but I think Scorpio Sky deserves a title run in this company. He's hundred percent. He's a star. He. I know he I say that a lot, hundred percent, but. He really does, and he had that little push for a little bit. Remember, he wrestled Jericho. Jericho. We were there. Exactly. It was awesome. He had a great match, and I think he probably, hopefully, proved there that he's worth the top top singles guy too. Which he's great in SCU, but he's just worth better. He's worth more on his own. I think. I think so for sure. I hope one day that'll happen. I, I think he's still decently young too, so I think he's got yeah. time to make. Well, he mentioned that he had a back issue or something, but maybe it's better I now. I think he said that he took a break from wrestling because of that back issue, and then he mm. one day he woke up and it was just fine, and since then he has, it hasn't bothered him, which is fine. Crazy. I wish. Right, right. <laughs> but, yeah. I think Scorpio is definitely somebody who they have a, f- a future plans for, hopefully. Because if yeah. they're, they're doing these vignettes for him, I don't think they would do that if he – which is going to be off to the wayside. That's a good point. I didn't think of that either. And then after that, <laughs> the main man freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy <laughs> went against Jimmy Havoc. And I thought this was a really fun match, honestly. I did, I did too. And we saw, we both seen Orange Cassidy wrestle Pac at, at Revolution, which man. I don't know. I don't know what anybody thought. I don't know what most people thought was going to, or, you know, because I've never saw Orange Cassidy in the Indies. I didn't see anything of this. Is, okay. The first time seeing him was in AEW, and I didn't know what to expect. And just like Revolution, this match was awesome too. And um, if I can if I can back up a little bit, they did a and you might be able to answer this for me, but they did a Being Elite episode promo. Oh yeah, and it was the Young Bucks and they're fighting each other. Yeah, they so basically <laughs> being the Elite for the past four weeks, they've had matches at the the young buck compound which i'm pretty okay. sure is nick's back like house which is huge they have a tennis court apparently and they had a ring right. set up on the tennis court right okay and so the first week they did like a <laughs> a funny thing where it was like a squash match and matt hardy before explained the rules of a squash match oh, God. <laughs> it, was like, it was a three minutes time limit and it was broken matt hardy explaining the rules oh, of course yeah, funnier of course. <laughs> And then he's like, you can't win <laughs> unless you use 
a finish that was previously used by the Legion of Doom or <laughs> the Acolytes. <laughs> okay, I get it. That's good. So the young, I think it was SCU had a, a squash match against some two, I guess, California guys. That's where they're all from. And then that yeah. same, either that same BT or the, the one after that, they did a, uh, a under the limit battle Royal or something they called it. Okay. And the winner of that got to choose their match for the main event of BT 200. <laughs> gotcha. So they picked the bucks fighting each other. And so, so Nick Jackson won, I think. And he was like, I've been waiting for this match for so long. <laughs> I want oh. you. <laughs> and he oh, picks, okay. So they, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think that could have worked? I mean, obviously not right now, but do you think that could have worked on a, on dynamite or something? I, no? BT, the, you'd have to watch the match. I, I honestly think it was a great match. They did a, a okay. false gone anywhere and they did a callback. Have you ever seen the match they did in PWG, the guerrilla warfare with them? It was the young bucks for, against uh, Candice LeRae and Joey Ryan. No. Uh-uh. At one point in that match, I think Matt puts on a, a boot, but there's thumbtacks glued to the bottom with like the, oh. star, the, the tack part out. Oh, hell he no. Kills Candace oh. with a super kick on it. Like, Candace with the kick? Oh, she was. Oh. She was. She had some color in that match. She was bleeding. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you got to watch that. All right, we're going to have to watch that match. That match. Okay. Oh, oh man. <laughs> but. <laughs> But anyways, getting back to Jimmy Havoc versus Orange Cassidy. Go ahead. What yeah. are your thoughts on the match? It was fun. Like, I think there was one thing that kind of didn't really make sense to me is because Jimmy Havoc <laughs> was working Orange Cassidy's hand the whole match. Yeah. But Orange Cassidy just uses it. <laughs> I thought I didn't, that's not like a problem. I just thought it was funny. But right. um I think just Orange Cassidy is a star. Like, yeah, oh yeah, he's not obviously gonna be like the world champion, but I think he just has something about him that you can't help but like him. Yeah, people, like, and he just get he's over. He's definitely over. I think he, people love him. The the reaction of the crowd at All Out or not All Out uh, Revolution during his match with Pac was insane. Yes, people, <laughs> people were going crazy. Going, even if they were, even if they didn't really know what was going on, or they did. People loved it. Definitely, it was just something different, something fr- something fresh, freshly squeezed. Yeah, exactly. And I think it was a fun match. And um, there's a few. What do you think about the uh, newly formed, I guess, partnership with uh, Sabian, Jimmy Hammock, and Penelope? Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. It's fine. Well, I, I know the know reason for it. Them- they uh, the roommates, <laughs> like shoot uh, roommates. Oh yeah, okay, okay. So I, heard I guess Jericho talking about that, he's like, yeah, is, yeah he's where Jimmy Havoc live in a box. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I guess that would be the reason why. Um, yeah, it worked out transportation reasons. So they yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right, but uh, Orange Cassidy got the win after. That's what so, I was going to ask you. What do you think about Orange Cassidy winning this match? I think Orange Cassidy should be everybody on the roster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. John Omega out, John Moxley out, Orange Cassidy Something tells to the me top. John Moxley and Chris Jericho are not going to let that happen. Well, I, I th- there's the one segment, I think it was on the New Year's Day, Dynamite, where Moxley and, and uh, OC were in the ring together. <laughs> do you remember that at all? Or? Uh-uh. Mm-mm. He, um, I think... Cassie started doing his strike thing where it's like the, the he just weak kick and he's like, oh. Him. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Moxley puts his hands in his pockets. 
okay. I think I did see this. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, what are you doing? And then he levels him. <laughs> so stupid. I love it. I love it, too. It's just so funny. But I, I don't think Jimmy Havoc really needed the win. I think Orange Cassidy is – he's a, a comedy wrestler, I guess, but he right. he's over, so star went yeah. over. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, yeah. And obviously, Havoc didn't have a problem with that, I guess. But and then, um, but yeah, I, yeah, I I was fine with it. I'm not losing sleep over it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and after that, they had the uh, I think the next was the Brody Lee uh, little promo segment thing, mm-hmm. or no, I think it was it the Vanilla Vance joining I, Dark Order thing. Preston, Vance. I thought it was okay. That's what I was going to ask you about. Is this somebody that I should know? Is this, like, why are they giving me backgrounds on his accolades? He was, I know he's, like, in tight with Cody. I'm pretty sure I've seen them around together. What's this guy's name? Preston Vance. Okay. But he's part of the Dark Order now, I guess. Like, officially a recruit who they're naming. Right, so you know he matters if they're giving him a name instead of a number. Exactly. Well, he he's pressed ten Vans. His name's gotcha. Preston Van Ten, because they had eight and okay. nine a few weeks ago. He's pressed. Yeah. 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 <laughs> There's a funny little thing on Twitter. Uh, Sean Spears like, don't go too crazy with that ten stuff. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, they had the little promo for him, and then he had the segment. Yo, uh, the segment with um, what's his name, Brody Lee, where he they were in the office and he was like it's more the the vince stuff yeah where, yeah where he's like did you sneeze when i before i yeah. ate or did you eat before i yeah but, but i thought it was funny because uh Brody lee's first question was how tall are you you uh how much you weigh you play it's college such football a vince. It's such a vince <laughs> i thought it was funny and then are you i gotta puke can you puke in a, in a garbage gonna, can right now he's gonna He's gonna puke. He's gonna join the dark order. <laughs> well, goddamn, pal, we're gonna need you to come aboard. We're gonna need you to puke in this garbage can. <laughs> oh, I hope they make somebody puke. Ugh, this makes me want to puke. But I, I, I did see this. But like you said, they were given a little bit more of a backstory. So obviously, they're trying to make this guy matter more. Yeah, for sure. The regular dark order guy. So I think. We'll see where it goes. Dude's jacked. He, and I think he had a dark match, and it was pretty good, if I remember right. Okay. Possibly. Yeah, I, have, I have no idea. I haven't seen him. I haven't heard about him. And then they did the uh, the Brody Lee. He just killed somebody. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> uh, I, I think it's something Lee. I can't remember his full well, name. Well, Brody Lee. I think he, he went against somebody named Lee, too. Just, I think. No, well, Brody Lee wrestled... Uh, a guy named Justin Law. Yeah, who that's who. Okay, yeah. But before that, MJF gave a promo. Oh, man. And this is so good because MJF, I'm sure you'll agree, is just the best. It's been said a million times, but he really is just the best heel bad guy in professional wrestling. It's ridiculous. And, and the best, I think, heel bad guy in, in, a, long, in a lot of years. Oh, a long time. Yeah. Un- like, there's no debate. He's so good. Because I don't know if you saw the tweets leading up to this. Yeah. Nah. Saying they had a big announcement and he was injured. Yeah. He, but he wasn't saying it as like a pro. Like he was just like, um, somebody asked him why he hasn't been on Dynamite. And he was like, my condition is getting worse. My injury 
it's looking like I might need surgery. But he wasn't saying in his normal like Twitter like right heal way. So I was like, oh man, he might be actually hurt. Right. And he you knew and then when he, <laughs> then you see him and he's got his arm in a sling and you're like, oh wow, maybe he pulled his rotator cuff, maybe he fucked something yep. up. And then he says that it's his fucking he got a hangnail. He said, <laughs> what do you see? He was like, I got a hangnail last time I was on Dynamite because I was gambling on the matches. And since <laughs> since I'm such such a great guy, and I just couldn't give up, so I had to keep gambling. <laughs> so it just it's got just worse. So it's so good. Everything he does is fucking awesome. And like you said, he's a future rock. He's a future Austin. He's just, yeah. And that's even – that's it's it's hard to compare those two, but you're right. And he, he's just a future star in probably everything. He, For sure. Anything he does. That was – yeah. I for, I don't know how I forgot about that, but that was great. <laughs> And then the the match that I think you're th- you're talking you're thinking about with Brody Lee versus Lee something uh, Wardlow went on to fight Lee Johnson after that, that okay MJF okay promo okay that's what it was yeah Wardlow he he did one thing where he just took dude's head with his hands and just need him yep <laughs> I started dying because oh he was this- connecting a lot of the, I, it oh, looked it was, like he's connecting it so. was looking stiff and I, I like that his finish the uh, F10 he calls it yeah it's. <laughs> It's like an F5, but he spins them like about three more times. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> it is nuts. He's a big man. And do yeah. you think, uh, I mean, this was, um, it was his second singles match after third. Cody? Well, he third. had a dark match. Okay. And then he had the Cody match. So this would be his third, I think, yeah. Okay. I, I, like, I like him. I've seen him at Warrior Wrestling. He did uh, two shows there, I think. Okay. I, I saw him work there, and he's, he's good. Yeah, I know, I know you mentioned that you seen him on the indies before he debuted in AEW, and yeah. I had never heard of him, never seen him, and I think he's impressive. He's a huge guy. I just – this match and the other ma- – the match with Cody – the match with Cody was great. This yeah. match was more – it was just a squash match, and this is the way I'd rather the Kenny Omega match go where it was just more of a squash. Yeah, match. I feel that. Um, obviously, this is more to show that he's just a big fucking guy, and yeah, he never even fell down. He never fell down the whole match. Yeah. So, that's saying something. I can't wait for him to get a, in the ring with somebody like a Brody Lee or a Lance Archer. I, yes. I want to see that. That would be a great big man match. Or even like sure. a Luchasaurus. Oh, yeah. Well, I th- yeah, yeah. I don't think they've run into each other before. I don't think they... I think they had like a stare down, maybe? That might have been it, yeah. Uh, something like that, but... Yeah. Yeah, I like Wardlow. He's, I think he'll be good. He's young, too, so he. I think he might be a good start for this company to build mm-hmm. on eventually definitely and then after this i think after that match they had the uh trent chuck and orange cassidy from in the back <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> they're like the gym <laughs> and Ch- chuck has the chains around his neck looking like junkyard dog <laughs> and orange cassidy is what is he sleeping or something yeah, like that? just leaning there hanging out yeah of course i love it <laughs> and she and the the uh, announcer goes, or the what's the word I'm trying to think of? Interviewer. She asked Trent what she thinks about uh, Penelope before. He's like, "Well, yeah, I can't legally do this, but I really want to fight her." <laughs> I was <laughs> like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and that makes two of us. <laughs> he was like, "So I guess I'll just fight her boyfriend." And then uh, yeah. Chuck goes on his little promo, right? <laughs> and then he looks at Trent and goes, "He's silent right now. That's how you know he's mad." He's like, yeah, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> is there a legal reason? Let me ask you, Mick, you probably know better than me, but 
Is there a legal reason why Trent is just Trent? And I don't know. Why doesn't have a that's last a good question. Name or... Well, <laughs> Jay Harlow's to call him Trent, don't call him Beretta. So. Right. That's true. Yeah, that's true. So but who knows? I just wish he'd, have, he'd at least have a fucking last name. It's just like, this is Trent. It's like, okay. <laughs> Fucking, this is Joe or whatever. Yeah, I feel that. Dude, Trent's so good. He's he is. He's a star too. I think underrated for like sure. Like you're talking about Scorpio Sky, I think he'll be. A good oh yeah. Okay. And and best friends in general are just hilarious. Like right. They're so like nonchalantly hilarious. So I think that's what makes them so funny. Yes, they're just different. And I think oh, after this, <laughs> they had the uh, the bubbly bunch. The Bubbly Bunch, yeah, which is the play on uh, the Brady Bunch, of course. They did and this is this is goofy, bro. I love it. It's <laughs> it's funny though. They did like the little flim flam TikTok thing, and they're just yep. dancing. Yep. <laughs> and Jericho said the winner gets a uh, bottle of hand sanitizer. <laughs> <laughs> the Walgreens brand hand sanitizer. Yeah, Walgreens getting that product placement. There you go. Sammy G does like a handstand moonsault backflip thing. <laughs> Right. And Jericho gives me like, oh, <laughs> so this is going to be a show off. Right. And he's mad about he throws the bottle hand sanitizer. But it's just them showing that um, they are doing the best with what they got because it's the social distancing thing. People yeah. can't travel as much. So they're doing a little bit of a comedy thing, but they're still a great team. They're still an awesome. For sure. You know. It was, <laughs> I think that type of type of stuff works really well for them because yes. Jericho has always been a very seriously taken guy, but he's always had that goofy side to him. So hundred percent. Yeah. It, it works. Cause the, all those guys Ortiz is underrated. Hilarious. Yep. I don't know if you ever caught the things he says in their matches, but he says <laughs> hilarious. The first, I think what their first match on AEW, he does a back scratch turns to the yes. camera and goes, we're heels. <laughs> <laughs> Started oh, dying. It's so old school. It's so, yeah. that's so awesome. I love that. Yeah. Those guys are awesome. so stupid, but I love it. Yeah. I think, I think it works for them. And then they had the, uh, Dustin Kip Sabian match for the tournament. What do you think? What do you think about that? Uh, and of event? course, Dustin mentions that if he loses it, he's going to retire. retire. Yeah. Which to me says that, as soon as he says that, Dustin's winning. And he mentions it in like a little clip where he's he's talking through like a speakerphone to Cody. Yeah. Saying that I don't know if I have it, you know, that whole spiel. And he's like, if I don't win, I'm gonna retire. That right there tells you he's gonna win. Because yeah, for sure. if they're not building up to that, they're not building up to a big retirement thing or a built a big uh thing for him to retire, I just don't think he's gonna lose. So Yeah, definitely. I'm not big on Kip Sabian still. I don't have anything against him. He's just not – he's just like an average Joe wrestler, mid-card guy. I feel that. I think – I don't know. There's something – I think putting him with Jimmy Havoc and him having two people to interfere in his matches might help giving him some a little bit more heat. Mm-hmm. But I think right now I like him a lot better than I did at the start of promotion. So I agree. And this was the best match I've ever seen him wrestle, personally, for Kip Sabian. Yeah, for sure. I think I think he's getting more used to the TV style. Yeah. But yeah. where did he come from? He was the indie guy, or did he come yeah, from? He's just the UK, I guess. UK, okay. UK indies. Okay. 
But yeah, yeah I, I, I got nothing against him. He's just a average mid card guy to me. Yeah, for sure. But Dustin got the win. Moving on to the yeah. tournament, he won with the Canadian Destroyer. <laughs> Beautiful. He can wins still the last. Go man. He can. God. It's crazy. What did you think of the match though overall? I thought it was fine. It was like, it, I think Darby and Sami G might have been a better main event, but I understand why they put this as the main event because Dustin retirement yeah. on the line kind of yeah. has to be. But I thought it was a good match, and I think that him winning sets up a lot of interesting stuff for the tournament. Uh, yeah. Him versus Archer next week. Mm-hmm. Darby versus Cody next week. It's it's gonna it's coming down the as it's coming down to the wire the last match it's it's gonna be awesome it's gonna be a lot of good matches there. What do you think is gonna be the end the finals? I know you mentioned this that you you had an idea of how they're gonna do this. Um, I don't know. I definitely see Darby in there, but like I said, I don't think he needs the belt. But I think they're gonna put on uh, Archer personally. I think what I, I what I want to happen is Darby beats Cody. Okay. Archer beats Dustin, and Archer just destroys Darby, but not in like really? a squash match. Okay. But like he j- just throws him around. They have like a good, like what, like 15, 20 minute match where Darby yeah. gets to shine, but Archer shows that he's that dude because Darby right. can, I think Darby can get, get his ass beat and oh, like yeah. take a loss and lose nothing because he's that type of that type of character where you want to be sympathetic towards him. Right. And he so can I, just sell his ass off too. Yeah. So I think, I hope this is what they do. Cause I just want to see Darby get thrown around and then do something crazy. Cause he's, I think he cut his best work is when he's coming from behind. Yes. I agree too. When he's the underdog. And so you think he, Archer takes the belt though. The team. Yeah. Belt? I think yeah. so for sure. Archer's, Archer's a star too. He wasn't on this show, but he was, he's a star. Yeah. I'm yeah. glad he's been around for so long and I don't understand how no companies used him like AEW's used him. Yeah, like the, New Japan the, did him well, but Yeah, that's where I first noticed him was in New Japan when he was the United States champ over there and he was working. But he was in WWE ECW. The uh He was? Yeah. Lance Hoyt. Really? I don't remember. Yeah, and he was in TNA too. He he's been around for a while. He just okay. underutilized and he's shown <laughs> that they made a mistake. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, it's coming back around. Yeah, well, yeah, that was AEW. It was a fun show. Great and show. And then the other show on Wednesday nights, NXT, was pretty fun too. Honestly, they had some yeah. interesting stuff. They had what do you starting out like? What do you think about them using Rockstar or Drake Maverick's video that he put on Twitter of him cry, literally like shoot crying, yes, <laughs> about getting released, putting that on TV. So maybe. Maybe I'm uh, the wrestling fan in me thinks is thinking too much into this, but did they legit let him go? Because I know they said they were going to let him go, but they want him to finish his matches in NXT or something yeah, like that. That's before. that's what because he was already announced for the tournament, so they would have. To... I couldn't tell if this was an angle or not. Like, oh, they fired me, but maybe they didn't really fire him, and they're just trying to get. Sympathy. It was confirmed today that it was for sure he's fired. Because I saw everybody else was wondering that too. Uh, I was right, wondering right. that, and I saw I think it was Ryan Satin. No, it's. Might have been Sean Ross Sapp that I saw post that he had a source that was saying it was confirmed that he actually is released from the company and they're just I, I think it's just really exploitative that they're putting yeah, this on TV. Because sure. th- that dude did so he, he made his like his actual wedding into an angle. Yes, hundred percent. And for them to do this just seems I don't know, bad taste in my mouth. 
Definitely. And it's just, a, it's kind of like a, is it, is this real or is it not real? And it's kind of hard to take it seriously the way they're, at least the original video now yeah. it'd be like, well, and I don't know. I, I don't really have much of a say in it. I wasn't a Rockstar Spud fan before, not for any reason. I just didn't yeah. watch, but the, the video that he shot and the message that he gave on Twitter was awesome. It was great. I mean, yeah made you feel for him and it was touching emotional and yeah, I, I wish it would just ended there because he, he would have gone on to have, he probably would have went on to have more bookings and stuff and probably would have made more money if he had just left on that note. Well, I, you can't get bookings now anyway. So I guess it doesn't right, really right, matter right. too yeah, much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's true. But he had a match with uh, Jake Atlas after that. I, I love Jake Atlas. He's I do too. I really do. I've seen him a few times on the Indies. I saw him, mm-hmm. I think, at AAW once. I, th- I think he was on. He was on that show the day before All Out. I'm yep. almost positive. I think he worked. Did he work Willie Mack? I think he did. Because we saw him there, and I've also seen him in Warrior Wrestling. Yeah, he was at Warrior too. But Jake Ellis is. He he got the the win over uh, Maverick there, and I it was a fun match actually. They yes, they had a good match, and I love Atlas's finisher the. Oh he yeah, he tossed the uh, LGBT. I can't even say that. LGBTDDT. <laughs> oh, wait a minute, brother! Don't yeah. Don't <laughs> he did like yeah. the handspring off the rope DDT. Yeah, it's like a, it's it's like so a cartwheel smooth. on the yeah, a cartwheel on the rope. But then when his legs come down, he catches the guy with the DDT, and it's it's different. It's high flying. It's awesome. It's great. You're right. I love it. But I feel like he's got he we I've I'm. I might be just speaking for me, but the stuff that I've seen him do in the Indies, way better than what he showed here. On this oh, yeah. One. He, well, he's, he's only got one match, but still. I think he's got a huge upside because I'm pretty sure he's still really young, too. Yeah. And then uh, they had that dream promo after that where he uh, – I think actually, no, the dream promo might have started the show. Yes. Regardless. Well, but- dream, he uh, gave a promo and he was – talking bad about adam cole because he's trying to get a shot at the title yeah 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 Yeah. but uh i'm gonna move past the dream stuff for now yeah yeah (laughs) we'll wait we'll wait to talk on that later yeah uh but kushida had a match against uh tony niece and i had both both those guys are great great but and, and this just might be me once again but do you what do you think about kushida and nxt so far i it's kind of fallen flat for me. Yeah, I don't think they're same. really giving him much to run with, honestly. No. Like he's having good matches. Can't yeah, like, of course. But like besides that, you can only do so much with good matches on a on a television show where there's stories around it. Like Yes. I don't and know. He hasn't had a really have a he hasn't really had a, a push to a feud and I I think they might be going with him for this title though. You I think Who else? I don't know. I mean, see, that's the other thing. It's not just a, a one and done tournament either. Like, you, I'm not. It's like a round robin G1 type. Yeah. Thing. So, would Drake Maverick still have a chance, even though he lost to Tony or to Jake Atlas? Tony Atlas. Tony Atlas. <laughs> God, he's back. <laughs> but um, don't I let think... me die, brother. <laughs> I think he should have. I mean, who knows? But I think what I think the way I think it's going to go is Maverick's going to get a win next week and then lose the third match. In my opinion, I think that's what's okay. going to happen. 
but I don't know. I think Koshida might win the tournament because I don't see anybody else. Nobody else in the tournament has been there that long that hasn't right. had the title yet. Tony yeah. Nese. Who else is in? Oh, I can't even think who else is in the tournament. Uh, uh, Phantasmo's in it. Yeah, he he just had his literal, literal first match was the match on this show. Jack Gallagher. Gallagher lost, didn't he? Yeah. Well, he lost. Well, the he match. lost the match. Yeah. And yeah, I I don't see, I don't see them putting the belt in Gallagher. Yeah, I don't either. I think you're right. I think Kushida gets it, but like you said, Kushida hasn't even got like even a Kenta type of push. Yeah, it's weird because it, one it's just odd. Yeah, one of the best juniors on the planet and <laughs> nothing. Yeah, he's 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 not. I mean, I don't expect him to show up and they put the the belt on him like yeah you know, Nakamura or something. But he definitely deserves better than what they're giving him. And I hate when these guys come out and they look. They have to look at the belt. They just turn to look at the every per- every single person every did single it. One. Every single one, and you know it's somebody backstage. Like, okay, when you come out, you're going to turn. You're going to look at the title. It's just like, <laughs> All right, man, we get it. And yeah, I was online. We get it. You don't need to push it even more. But the match itself was fine. Uh, there was nothing wrong with the match. You yeah, know, for sure. Kushida wins. It was a good match. Both guys are good wrestlers. So yeah, for sure. So after this, I this is something that I just has been blowing my mind. They changed this man, Killer Cross's name, to Carrion Cross. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> too fond of that either. Carrion. Carrion Cross, huh? Is I think it went a, to high school with the kid, Carrion Cross. That's a Parkway Drive song, brother. Is it really? <laughs> well, there yeah. you go. Good God. Uh, I don't know why. They did. Kevin is what he went by on the Indies before he went by Killer. He's going. He's doing a Jesus, uh, a Jesus angle, <laughs> carrying cross. <laughs> wow! <laughs> it's all okay. hey, You better make sure Vince doesn't hear this. He's like, God damn, pal. <laughs> it's for God, brother. Come on. But yeah, I don't know the way they've been booking him so far. is sick, but just the yeah, carrying yeah, cross. Definitely. Yeah, carrying cross. Like what? Yeah, it's just so unintimidating. Because I carry. Why do you think that is? Because the killer thing is like, ah, oh, that's too. It's, it's a PG era. Pal. Same reason Come they on. changed Viking Raiders or War Raiders to Viking Raiders. Right, they're trying to, they're trying to PG it up. I, it doesn't make sense. I, but it really doesn't. It's whatever. That, that I'm just gonna keep going. That that just bothers me. Yeah. What What do you think about that? Uh, Shati and Gaza, or it was Shati and Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai and uh Raquel Gonzalez the tag I match. Was, I thought it was a fine. I thought the match was good. Um, I still don't understand. Uh, I like Shotzi Blackheart. I like everybody in this match, but yeah. Shotzi Blackheart. I don't really get her gimmick. I don't understand the gimmick. I don't really get it either, like, but she's sick. She's like a rocker. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Tank. She's like a wrestler. Um, I think Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox are the next. So you had Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks, Bailey, Charlotte Flair, you know, the yeah. four horse women, quote unquote. I think Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox are those that next. Dude, they're Those so good. I, I, so I, I really like good. everything they do. Yeah. I, I think Dakota Kai deserves like a long run on the main roster because she like her heel work is mm-hmm. really good. It's like, really she's, good. And she just has like that look about her where like she has a very legitimate look when she, like she's believable is a better way yeah. to put it. Definitely. Yeah, it was a good match. It was fun. It was and then they fine match. The, 
the next thing they had was kind of weird, but it's kind of cool that Joey and Candace, or not Joey, Johnny and Candace yeah. in their house. We, like, it, it was kind of goofy, but it's kind of cool. Yeah. They had the uh, cup that he was wearing when he on the dinner table. Yeah, on the dinner table, I was like, "What the hell?" That's kind of weird. But yeah, they just had a little promo talking about how they're gonna not they're gonna tear NXT down and rebuild it in their image, which is right. We'll see how that goes. I'm not gonna yeah. pass judgment on it yet. It was it was fine. They had the uh, little promo for Io Shirai there, like mm-hmm. a hype video, and I think she's like one of the best women's wrestlers on the planet. She's Absolutely. so good. Absolutely. Nobody else would even would in that number one contender match. If you looked at the wrestlers, they're all great. Not yeah. taking anything away from them. But the only one that even stood a chance besides was, I don't even know if Mia Yim was even in the match. But I think Mia she was. Yim, okay. Then besides Mia Yim, Io Shirai is the only one that even is a viable opponent for yeah, Charles. She's Claire. great. Man. <laughs> she's Yeah. She's awesome. She came back as heel or heel stuff's been great. Yeah, the the Joshi Judas. Yes. <laughs> I love that. I do too. And then uh so Phantasma had his debut match against Gallagher and what did you think of this match? I I don't know. I I was kinda iffy on this one. I was too. I didn't know what to expect from Phantasma. I I, I knew of him. I've never seen any of his matches in AAA yeah. or CMLL, but uh, it was a like I like most. I mean, I sound like I'm repeating myself, but it was a fine match. Jack Gallagher's okay. I never was really big on him to begin with, and now his gimmick is he's tattooed. I guess. <laughs> I used to be a gentleman. Now I got tattoos. Yeah, like what the <laughs> fuck? Okay, that's fine. Good, fine I guess. <laughs> but yeah, I, I wasn't too crazy about this match. It, no, I wasn't either. It was okay. Nothing to write home about. But Fantasma got the one, in, the win in that one. It was. I'm pretty sure he beat him with just like a Michinoko driver. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah. I was kind of in and out of this match because I was like, eh, I don't, yeah. yeah, it's fine. And then they, uh, Charlotte called out Mia Yim, which was yep. kind of cool. Yeah, and she, be... and she did the old. But here's the thing: is that is in the in the little uh, promo that she did when she came out, and they were kind of friendly. But then she says, "You're a good hand," and pats her on the back. Yep. That's right. They did that with Cody Ro- Cody Rhodes. And yeah, they stole the whole thing. Yeah, they stole the whole thing. Word good, for word. Word for word. Yeah, literally. But it's. I be... like both. I I really I really like Mia Yim now, especially. Yeah. She's. She can she can go and she can she take can a beating go. too. Oh yeah, that dude when she had her nose like explode because of the ladder. Yes. Nasty. And then on top of that, she went through, through a ladder, ladder like, right after. Yeah. Fuck. Good God. Yeah, Mia Yim's awesome. Yeah, I really but, like her. Um, did you see that? Like the thing after that, I think they had the segment in the parking lot where the guys tried to kidnap Phantasma. Yeah, been what's doing that like that? every week? I don't know. I've been trying to figure out who it could be because like there's nobody on the roster who it makes because they're like it's like three guys in lucha masks. Yeah, and are they only trying to kidnap? Who have they kidnapped so far? They kidnapped. Oh, who was it? It was It hasn't all been luchadors, has it? No, it hasn't. It was um, Raul Mendoza, somebody else, and then Phantasma. They tried to, yeah. but like I thought it was gonna be Phantasma because he hadn't debuted in a lucha mask. But there's, who else? Right. Could have, forgotten sons are gone. They're on a SmackDown now. Yeah. Who recently got signed? Is Nobody anybody... I could think of. Nobody that's right. like 
yeah, I guess we'll have to wait and see. But that that was just I've been trying to figure that one out. Is there something that's been off TV that's already signed that hasn't been back in a while? I try to think of that too, and I don't. I'm I'm lost for words on that one. I don't know. I have no idea either. <laughs> they got me stumped. So hopefully it's yeah. something cool. It's the kidnappers. It's gonna be Breezango coming back yeah. for ages. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What do you think of Dexter Loomis? I don't know, man. He's kind of like on the. It's almost too much. Like it's just kind of goofy. It's, it's weird. Like, like, and I guess that's what they're going for. Is he's just like a serial killer type of thing. Yeah, he's just vibe. Dexter. Like, right? Exactly, <laughs> he's literally exactly. just Dexter. Yes, and it's just too much. I don't know. And then him putting like hop, hopping on his apron during the main event. I guess that's yeah, kind of yeah. jumping ahead, but I guess we can talk about that now. Mm-hmm. Keith Lee got taken out, and he just inserted himself in the match, and then I was like, "Yeah, cool." But, yeah. like, why? Because yeah. he hasn't talked, like, it just, the, the whole main event was just really weird to me. It felt yeah. like a lot happened, but nothing really happened. Yes. Like. And I think it also had something to do with, like I said before, with AEW, they're working, they're just trying to do work with what they got, I guess. But, well, I mean, most of the roster for NXT lives in Florida anyway, so they got everybody. Right, right. So, yeah. I, 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 I'm kind of. And where's, words uh, on that one. where's Kyle O'Reilly? He's immunocompromised, I think, so he can't work. Or the, or okay. somebody in his family is, or something like that. Gotcha. Yeah, because I uh, right from the beginning, when they jumped, they started jumping Velveteen Dream, and Keith Lee came out to help him. Yeah, it was so just... Like, where's Kyle O'Reilly? Is he injured or something? So, that's yeah. not, that makes sense, though, what you said. I don't know. It was, it was a good show, though. Yeah, it's fine. Overall. Overall. Once again, I think AEW comes out on top. Yeah, and they, and they they won the ratings this week. Yeah, AEW not, did, not which bash. doesn't really matter. But right, right, and not to bash NXT because I enjoy Wednesday, both. Like, yeah, yeah, and then and Wednesday night is the time to watch wrestling for honest, sure. To be honest, so uh, we kind of glossed over this, but Tuesday Impact they were supposed to have a, their pay per view Rebellion. Okay, and they guess since they got canceled, they split it up into two t- TV shows or TV episodes. And okay. I guess Tuesday they had part one. And I'm just going to scroll through a few things that I saw. I didn't catch the show, but I saw a few things that happened that yeah, kind of caught my interest. This will all be new to me. So uh, Ken Shamrock's in Impact right now, and he's working, going crazy. Okay. <laughs> he beat Sammy Callahan in, a, I guess, like a no-holds-barred street fight type thing. But that I guess, was, that was but, probably stiff. Yeah, he tapped him out, I guess. He made Callahan oh, tap. Shit. Okay. But after Callahan turned on OVE, which is oh really interesting, yeah, it was <laughs> really weird to me. But we'll see yeah. where that goes. I yeah. love Sammy Callahan. He's great. I do too. He's, He's great. Been doing his best work at after WWE letting him go was probably the best thing that could have oh, happened for him for I sure. Think. Well, he left actually. I think he asked for his release. Oh, he just gotcha. Okay, that makes sense too, though. <laughs> and then uh, Willie Mack won the X Division belt. Okay. Which I Very love. Cool. I love Willie Mack. Yeah, dude. I do too. He can do a lot for somebody that looks like him, like his body size shouldn't Definitely. be able to do. That man can move. <laughs> Definitely. And then uh, <laughs> Crazy Steve came back. Crazy Steve. Okay. Yeah. And then what uh, did he, do? he, I guess, Dreamer, Tommy Dreamer and Rhino had a match against OVE and they had a, a mystery partner. I guess it crazy was Steve. crazy Steve. Okay. Crazy Steve out here going crazy. <laughs> He's going stupid and crazy. Goddamn. 
And then the last thing I noticed I saw was Kylie Ray, Chicago Hardcore, beat uh, shout out, <laughs> beat Kiara Hogan. And I guess that, I think it was Kylie just recently signed, so it must have been Kylie's one of her first matches in Impact. So, okay, to Kylie, yeah, good for her. And then I guess something else that happened on Tuesday night, Dark Side of the Ring on uh, Dino Bravo. Did you catch that? I did. I, I catch every, probably every week I catch Dark Side of the Ring and I, I loved it. I had no idea anything about Dino Bravo going into this. So it yeah. was all pretty much new to me and I knew it was going to be, every episode's pretty much good. And this one was the same. It didn't let me down. It was great. Uh, they talked about, um, he was from Montreal and he was pretty much the Hulk Hogan of Montreal. Without the racism, hopefully. I, I would hope. <laughs> I don't know about that, brother. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a good episode. What did you think about it? I thought it was really interesting because I didn't know much about Dino Bravo at all. We don't have to go too much crazy into it. I don't want to spoil mm-hmm. anything. I guess you can't really spoil something that's a true story. But right. I definitely Sorry, recommend yeah. <laughs> people going out to watch it. But I guess he, after he got done with wrestling, he kind of fell into the Montreal organized crime scene mob, yeah. whatever you want to call it. And mm-hmm. I guess that was his downfall. It's crazy. Yeah. I, I think they said they found him in his home with like 11 bullet holes in his body. Yep. And the door was unlocked. There wasn't a forced entry or anything like that. So whoever had killed him, he probably knew him. Yeah. Was and that's usually it. how the mafia goes. You've seen any movies. Yeah. The thing that hit me, the like that, stuck out to me was that the impact that his death had on his family. Like, I guess his daughter and his wife, they got rid of like all of his merch gear, memorabilia, everything. They couldn't stand to have it in this house, in the house. Didn't want to be reminded. I'm sure it's crazy. It's just, I definitely recommend people going out to watch that, that, that whole series, the new Jack episode, the, the, the brawl for all brawl for all yeah it's <laughs> so crazy it's literally just what the name says is dark side of the ring it's all the dark side yeah the first uh, episodes story. of this season where yeah. the crispin Wa story were hard to watch but it's definitely interesting if you if you know the story or not it was yeah and even if you're not a wrestling fan either it's a great oh yeah definitely great docu-series or docutainment or whatever you'd want to call yeah. it yeah they do a good um, job with them they're really well done yeah they really do and if you want to watch them the Vice app is free, and they're yep. all on there for free, too. And they're on YouTube, I think. Yeah, I think most of them are on YouTube, if not all of them. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we don't have to go too crazy into that. But I just think definitely people should go out and check that series out. I think Especially next now, week when is... you got nothing else to do, watch TV. Literally, yeah, what else do you have to do? Right. I don't know what next week's episode is about, actually. Next week's episode, I believe, is about Dr. D. David Schultz slapping the shit out of... Ah, um, <laughs> yeah. uh, fuck, who did he slap? That one report. there's a video. Did you see the video on Twitter? Uh I've seen the video of him, like the interview. Yeah, where he did. yeah. Yeah. Yep. Basically doc, Dr. D. David Schultz, he comes from the old school old school mentality and the episode. I don't know if it's just about that situation that happened where overall. And who was the interview? Do you remember his name? I can't, I'm trying to think of it too. I can't remember off the top of my head. But this guy was like a Geraldo type, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. type guy. And he does this interview and he asked David Schultz, you know, I think this is fake. I think wrestling's fake. And this was around the time where it was pretty well known that it was fake, but yeah. we're still on the fence. And David Schultz comes from an era where you have to protect 
your image. Protect the business. You, have protect, you have to protect the business. Exactly. And he smacked the fuck out of this guy and he burst <laughs> his eardrum. And uh, I know it cost uh, the WWF and probably David Schultz a lot of money in a lawsuit. And he burst the guy's eardrum. Deserved, for sure. For sure deserved. He was being a little snidey, little <laughs> asshole. So. <laughs> for sure, make sure you check that out. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I guess we, we kind of touched on this earlier, but all the releases that happened last Tuesday. Yep. I don't want to overstep and obviously it's a bad time for anybody to get released, but where do you think these people or who do you think out of the list of people who got released? So it's a combination. There's some backstage guys that are, that were wrestlers that are now working backstage and then, and then actual wrestlers too that got let go and like you said it's terrible for anybody to lose their job especially now and I think some of these guys that are on this list they are not fired but they're temporarily yeah, furloughed go. furloughed thank you but uh, maybe if you want to go over the list you can just to name off all the people but uh, the ones that did stand out to me were Kurt Angle got let go yep. Rusev that got let go The Revival Anderson and Gallows, EC3, and Eric Young, who not I mean, is not a huge surprise, but these are all these are all wrestlers who I think are worth more somewhere else anyways. Yeah, and, definitely. And Kurt Angle, I didn't even know he still worked for I think he was WWE. in a legends contract. Oh which okay. is weird that they would release him from that because that's like they put him in the Hall of Fame. And everybody else yeah. in the Hall of Fame has a legends contract. So right. it's weird. But also, uh, Leo Rush, he got released. Chris Hero was Cassius mm-hmm. Ono in the WWE. Yep. I think those two, I would love Leo Rush to go to the AEW, a New Japan. Yep. Something like that. Like, Or uh, Chris Hero, I think he should just work the indies for a little bit. And if he could get a producer role in a few years at AEW, yeah. that would be Definitely. great. It'd be huge where, for them. Where do you think, like, a, well, obviously, I think the, the revival, the revolt, as they're going by now, yeah, a shoe in for AEW. Yeah, I think they're already hinting at what they're they're trying to do now with the Young Bucks and yeah. AEW. Where do you think like a Rusev should go or a EC3 or a? I don't know Rusev. I I, I kind of think. I mean, it's it's kind of. I mean, there's really only three other than Indies and stuff. There's only three places yeah. for any wrestler to go: is WWE, AEW, and New Japan. Then you got some other other companies that are pretty big, Impact, you know, Ring of Honor, but not on that level. But Rusev, Definitely. I think he'd be great in AEW. I mean, I, I think so too. But also, I don't know. I think I just know imagine. No too, but I just I'm, I'm imagining the dream matches in New Japan with him. Yep, I'd him love to Ishii. see him wrestle Ishii, dude. Yes, Shingo, great. Yeah, uh, Goto. Him and Goto yep. would be – it's just hard to imagine Rusev in a non-WWE yeah, exactly. scenario. But and I think he, he could – character he would have outside of WWE. Yeah, but I think he could – he can go. So I think it would be – Yeah, of course. I think it would be great. And then also, we didn't mention this, but Zack Ryder and uh, Kurt Hawkins got released, which is mm-hmm. – those are two dudes who I thought would be with the company for literally forever. Yeah. I think Zack Ryder has more of a chance of going to AEW than Kurt Hawkins does. Yeah, yeah. I know him and Cody are boys and stuff. Yeah, and Zack um, Ryder, uh, he's like the whole reason 
wrestling Twitter, YouTube, all that started. He was the first one to get over on it. Like he was the first one on Facebook, right, or something. I think it was Twitter. I think it was like Twitter and YouTube. Twitter. Okay. He was the first one to like actually get over yeah. using that. So I think he he's shown in WWE that he can get over doing yeah. anything. He made his own so, push. Exactly. So I think he has a lot to give for any company. Yeah, definitely. But uh, just to wrap it up, we uh, we both watched a match from uh, OTT out in Ireland recently. Uh, this mm-hmm. match was actually, I think it was back in October. It was Jordan Devlin and David Starr for the uh, OTT Heavyweight Championship. And it was a great match to say the least. What'd you think about it? Well, like, uh, like you said, we're doing, we're going to do like a match of the week every week on the show. And you picked this one and I know both guys. I've seen maybe a handful of matches from both guys, but I had no idea going into this and it's kind of a, you know, it's indie OTT is indie promotion in Ireland. And man, this match was fucking awesome. Right off the get-go, they have a promo and being a vignette, and it establishes immediately good versus evil. You know, David Starr is this uh, – he wants to unionize. He wants to change the wrestling yep. company, change the independent scene. And, and Devlin just thinks he's so full – that David Starr is so full <laughs> of and shit. And going into it, not even knowing the buildup, you know right away that the people are chanting. They're all in for – David Starr and they're booing the fuck out of Jordan. Because <laughs> yeah. Apparently he's leaving for what you had told me. He's already been in X to UK at this point, but he was leaving the company permanently. And so they're East, kind of the East vein ECW. They're yep. booing him out of the building. Cause they know he sold out or whatever. So, but it's a fucking great match. If you, it's on YouTube for free. Yep. It's a great match. Uh, if you want to check it out on YouTube, it's the OTT fifth anniversary show. And it was, it's an amazing match it, from the crowd investment in the match, which, mm-hmm. which is crazy because Jordan Devlin's a hometown guy for yeah. a guy, a dude like David started to come over from, I think he lives in Philly to get yep. that over mm-hmm. in somebody else's home country. Insane. And, and halfway through the, in it, it right. And, the biggest thing is it's stiff. I mean, these guys oh, are yeah. beating the shit out of each other halfway through there. I mean, they're just close fist hitting each other. Um, Devlin gets busted open above the eye from David Starr punching him. Lots of false finishes, but not too many. Yeah. Star goes over at the end. He wins. The house, the fucking roof moves <laughs> off the place. A dude literally slides in the ring. <laughs> yes. With- with the Karl Marx shirt, David Starr. He's a very political guy. He wants to unionize. He's a very uh, he's a. I would say he was a Marxist. Yeah, and he's he's wrestling. He's uh independent Bernie. He's the Bernie Sanders of wrestling. Yeah, he's the, he has seven thousand nicknames, but one of them is the Bernie Sanders of a professional wrestling. Of course, he's he's awesome. I, I, one of my favorite indie guys. But he that crowd erupted. There were people yeah. crying. There were people like just hugging each other in the crowd. It was yep for an indie show like crazy to see that investment and david star comes out to a marilyn manson song i mean this is yeah something but, but he's like um what he he comes out to the, this song by marilyn manson called rust or four rusted horses or four horses he says uh everybody's gonna come to my funeral to make just sure. to make sure i'm dead yeah, yeah. which is awesome i, yeah. I went and added that song on spotify i'm not a huge marilyn manson guy but me either but i heard that line i was like yeah <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, that that's all we got, I think. Just if you want to watch that match, definitely go on YouTube and check it out. It's one of my favorite matches I've seen in the past year. Mm-hmm. And every like I like Nick said, we're gonna do a match of the week every week. That this week I picked. Next week maybe he'll pick. I'll or if you can't think of anything, I'll pick again. But yeah, that works for me. I think that's all we got. Uh, if you'd like to listen to, we're gonna be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, all that cool stuff. So check that out. Tell all your friends. Uh, where can they find you? Instagram. I got Instagram. I got Twitter. You can find me at Fat X Tony on Twitter. Uh, shout out! I want to give a shout out to uh, Colin St. Mary. He did our theme song for the show. Oh yeah, definitely shout out to Colin. Uh, so that was awesome. And that's about it. You can find me at Burning Hammered on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, the show you can find on Instagram at Go Home Pod on Instagram. Just Go Home Pod. And then the Twitter is the go home pod and then uh the name is over brother hey we're gonna get it over brother (laughs) (laughs) well uh i guess that's all we got so uh i guess it's time to go home bud let's go